the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you're half-hearted about it, well, guess what? He's not going to reveal himself to you. You know, I come to church because my wife wants me to come to church. Or it's a good example for the kids. I'm not really, you know, I'm not just not really into this Jesus thing. Well, guess what? He's not going to reveal himself to you. So don't be surprised if he doesn't reveal himself. But if you genuinely seek after Jesus, you genuinely want to know him, you really want a relationship with him, you really want to know what it's all about, who he is, you want to understand him, he'll reveal himself to you. Isn't it amazing that the God of the universe wants to have an intimate relationship with you? Today, Pastor Dan will be encouraging you to seek after God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. When you truly seek after God with all your heart, He will meet you and reveal Himself to you. In the book of Hebrews, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and the He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 18 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Tenth commandment is you shall not covet or envy. They broke those commandments when they bring Jesus to Pilate to be executed. And yet their concern about becoming ceremonially unclean and defiling themselves so that they would not be allowed to eat the Passover. That's hypocrisy. And the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And you can just see the depth of the depravity of their hearts. That they're concerned about becoming ceremonially unclean so that they can't have a meal later in the day while they're killing an innocent man. That's how, that's how wicked the heart can be. So verse 29, because they would not go into the praetorium, Pilate went out to them. And look carefully at verse 29. Look at Pilate's question. Pilate then went out to them and said, what accusation do you, do you bring against this man? He, he's, this is, a, uh, you know, this is a, a civil trial. So he says, what accusations do you make against him? State your case. What accusations do you make against this defendant? And look at their answer in verse 30. They answered and said to him, if he were not an evildoer, we would have not delivered him up to you. Pilate says, state your accusations against the defendant. And they say, oh, he's a real evil guy. If he wasn't evil, we wouldn't have brought him. He, he's, he's a real bad criminal. That's why we, we brought him to you. 
they don't really have an accusation. Because Jesus hasn't done anything. He's without sin. He hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't done anything deserving of death. And so they don't have really an accusation they can bring. They just say, hey, he's guilty. We're just telling you he's guilty. He's a real bad dude. That's why we brought him to you. So Pilate, what Pilate does is Pilate just tries to dismiss them. I mean, if there's no formal accusation, well, then there's no, there's no trial. Case dismissed. So look at verse 31. Then Pilate said to them, you take him and judge him according to your law. You take him and judge him according to your law. Now, the Romans generally allowed the Jews to rule over themselves in religious matters. The Jews just didn't get involved in, in religious disputes. And Pilate here seems to think, well, this is just some kind of religious disagreement they've got over doctrine. You guys go settle this according to your own law. I'm not getting involved in it. And then look at verse 31. Therefore the Jews said to him, it is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This is why they really came. They want Jesus dead. And they don't have the authority to put anyone to death. This is, this is really what they're seeking from Pilate. They want Pilate to condemn him to death. It's not lawful for them at this point to put anyone to death. As I mentioned earlier, uh, the, the Roman government in Rome had, had voted to revoke uh, the, the Sanhedrin's power to impose capital punishment on someone. Uh, and we're told historically, according to the Talmud, uh, that, that Rome revoked the power of capital punishment 40 years before the temple was destroyed. We know the temple was destroyed in 70 AD. So if you back it up 40 years, that takes you to about 30 AD is when Rome revoked the power of capital punishment from the Sanhedrin. That's just before the trial of Jesus. In fact, some scholars believe that, it, that Jesus was tried in 30 AD, that it's the same year. So maybe just a few months before this, the Romans removed the authority to execute people from the Jews. Now look at verse 32. They say it is not lawful for us to put anyone to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, signifying by what death he would die. When the Jewish authorities had the power to execute people before it was taken away, the Jews executed people by stoning them to death. The Romans executed by crucifixion. When Jesus talked about his coming death, he would tell his disciples, we're going up to Jerusalem, I'm going to be arrested, I'm going to be handed over to the Gentiles, and I'll be crucified and buried and resurrected. Jesus always talked about his death by crucifixion. On several occasions, he told his disciples that he would be crucified in Jerusalem, that he would die at the hands of the Romans. So, so think about this. At, at, just, at just the right time, God moved the Roman Senate in Rome to vote to take away the power of execution from the Sanhedrin so Jesus would die according to his prophecies about his death. Not by stoning, but by crucifixion. It's all under God's control. It's all under God's control. God controlled the outcome so Jesus would pay for your sins and my sins on the cross. And that he would be buried, and the third day he would rise again, resurrected to life. 
So now it's at this point, they don't have an accusation. Pontius Pilate just tries to dismiss them, say, hey, you you guys go settle this by your own laws. And they say, hey, we, we don't have the authority, we don't have the power to put him to death. And it's at this point that, that Luke's gospel tells us the religious leaders realized Pilate wants formal accusations against Jesus, so they made up three accusations against him. If you're a note taker, Luke chapter 23, verse 2. Luke 23, 2 says, they began to accuse him, and here's the three accusations. We found this man perverting the nation forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. So their first accusation is he's perverting the nation. He's plotting against the nation. That's what that means. The second accusation they made against Jesus is he's telling people not to pay their taxes to Caesar. Now, is that true? No, not at all. In fact, the opposite is true. If you remember, the religious leaders came to Jesus and they asked Jesus, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And Jesus said, who has a coin? He got a coin. He showed them the coin. And he said, whose image and inscription is on this coin? And the religious leaders said, Caesar's. And then Jesus said, well, then give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. You're made in the image of God. You should give your life to God. Caesar made this coin. If he's asking for his coin back, give him his coin back. Pay your taxes, in other words. Jesus told them to pay their taxes. So this is a false accusation that he's telling people not to pay their taxes to Caesar. And the third thing they accuse him of is they accuse him of saying he's a king. He's a king, so he's competition for Caesar. So that, those, are the, those are the formal accusations they make against Jesus before Pilate. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again. Remember, I showed you the gate, where the gate was located. He came out to speak to the Jewish leaders because they won't come in. Now he goes back into the praetorium to speak to Jesus in verse 33. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again. He called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Verse 34, Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this? Or did others tell you this concerning me? See what Jesus just did there? He just turned the tables on Pilate. Now Pilate is the one on trial. And Jesus says to Pilate, in essence, Are are you asking me if I'm the king of the Jews for yourself because you want to know who I am? Or are you asking me because others told you this about me? This is kind of like when the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? Because only God's good. What is Jesus saying to that rich young ruler? Are you, are you saying I'm God and that's why you're calling me good? Because only God's good. Here to Pilate, he says, Are, are, are you asking me because you really want to know who I am? Is, is, is that why? Is that why you're asking me? He's saying this to Pilate. Jesus wants to reveal himself to people. Even people like Pontius Pilate. 
He wants, he wants us to know him. He wants us to, to know who he is. He wants us to have a relationship with him. And Jesus will reveal himself to anyone who is genuinely seeking him and wants to know him. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, the Lord says, Those who seek me diligently, that's important, those who seek me diligently will find me. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29 says, You will find him if you seek him with all your heart. That's the key. And with all your soul. If you really want to know Jesus, if you seek him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, he'll reveal himself to you. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. He wants you to know Him. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your Savior. He wants to have a relationship with you. And if you seek Him genuinely, diligently, He will reveal Himself to you. If you don't seek Him diligently, if you're half-hearted about it, well, then guess what? He's not going to reveal Himself to you. You know, I come to church because my wife wants me to come to church. Or it's a good example for the kids. I'm not really, you know, I'm not just not really into this Jesus thing. Well, guess what? He's not going to reveal himself to you. So don't be surprised if he doesn't reveal himself. But if you genuinely seek after Jesus, you genuinely want to know him, you really want a relationship with him, you really want to know what it's all about, who he is, you want to understand him, he'll reveal himself to you. Because he wants you to know him. He wants you to have a relationship with him. He wants to have a relationship with you. And so he asks Pilate here, are, are, are you speaking for yourself about this? Are you, are you asking this question about who I am because you want to know? Or are you asking me because others have said this about me and you're just trying to do your job and get to the bottom of these accusations uh, so you can go back to bed because it's early in the morning? What's interesting and amazing here, Jesus is, is seeking Pontius Pilate. He's, he's going after his heart, this wicked Harsh ruler. God loves Pontius Pilate. He wants to see Pontius Pilate saved. Now look at Pilate's response in verse 35. <clears throat> Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? That's what you call a closed heart. <laughs> you know, Jesus kind of put the bait out there to see. Are, are you asking? Are you seeking because you really want to know who I am? He put, he put the bait out there, and this is the response he got back. Am I a Jew? Just tell me what you did. It's just a closed heart. He's, he's, not, he's not interested in hearing anything about Jesus. He's not interested in really knowing who Jesus is. He's just, he's just closed. When you share the gospel, you know, you tell somebody about Jesus, sometimes they're open, they're receptive, uh, they engage you in it, and other times they don't want to hear it. And it's a closed door, Right? This is a closed door. Pilate was not interested in who Jesus is. 
The religious leaders want Jesus dead, and so Pilate says, you know, what have you done? Just tell me what you've done. And I, I kind of wish that Jesus would have answered that question, you know. What have I done? Well, where do I begin? I was born of a virgin. Let's start at the beginning here, you know. Uh, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've healed multitudes of people. I've given sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf, and I've made the mute speak and cast out demons. I've cleansed lepers, walked on water, I've calmed storms, I've raised the dead. I'm about to die for the sins of the world. A few days I'm going to rise again from the dead. What else would you like to know about me? Jesus didn't tell Pilate what he has done. Instead, verse 36, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from this world, from here. So Jesus, Jesus said, I, I am a king. I have a kingdom. I have subjects in my kingdom. I have an army that will fight for me at my command, but my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not like the Roman kingdom. My kingdom is not like any, any kingdom you know, Pontius Pilate. Uh, Christ's kingdom is not from here. Christ's kingdom is not of this world. Christ's kingdom is a heavenly kingdom. And those of us who have trusted in Jesus Christ by faith, our citizenship is in the kingdom of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're, we're, we're citizens of another kingdom. We're not really citizens of this world or this kingdom. Philippians chapter 3, verse 21 says, Our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we are waiting for our King to come to rescue us and take us home to our kingdom to be with Him forever and ever. Amen? And we're told that ultimately, eventually, our King Jesus will take over the kingdoms of this world. He's going to come and conquer these kingdoms on this earth, and He will rule over them, and they will be under His dominion. Uh, One of the best verses in the whole Bible is Revelation chapter 11, verse 15, where it says... Now, before I read this, you guys have to get ready, and, and you've got to sing the Hallelujah Chorus when I finish, okay? Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah, right? Right. One day, our king is going to invade this kingdom, and he's going to take it over. And he's going to reign upon the earth as King of kings and Lord of lords forever and ever. And he will reign with righteousness. And he will reign with justice. And we're just waiting for him. So Jesus said to Pilate, I have a kingdom, but my kingdom is not from here. And this really kind of put Pilate in a quandary. Uh, You know, if Jesus said that, yes, I am the king of the Jews, well then, okay, Pilate could just condemn him for insurrection against uh, Caesar, but his kingdom is not from here. So his kingdom is, is not a threat to Caesar or Caesar's kingdom. So what does Pilate do with this? Look carefully at Jesus' answer in verse 37. Pilate therefore said to him, Well, are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, 
And for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Jesus said, I was born like everyone else in the world, but then he says, I came into this world. Meaning he came into this world from somewhere outside this world. Which refers to his pre-existence as God and refers to his incarnation. That he was God incarnate. God in the flesh. He came from heaven to the earth. He became a man. He dwelt among us to reveal himself to mankind. And Jesus came into the world, he says, to bear witness to the truth. Uh, you know, we, we live in a time and in an age when many people believe there's no such thing as absolute truth. That truth is relative. And everyone has their own truth. And no truth is truer than any other truth, right? Your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth, and, and our truth is, is equal. But Jesus came from heaven to this world to testify to us of the truth. To tell us the truth about God, to tell us the truth about us, to tell us the truth about sin and right and wrong, to tell us the truth about judgment, to tell us the truth about salvation and forgiveness, to tell us the truth about heaven, to tell us the truth about hell, to tell us the truth about eternity and what happens after you die and how you can be sure of where you're going to spend eternity, there are absolute truths. And Jesus came to reveal these absolute truths to us. He wants us to know. God wants us to know the truth. That's why Jesus came. If you want to know the truth, read your Bible. Thy word is truth. It is the truth of God. Now look at Pilate's response in verse 38. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. Pilate answered sarcastically, what is truth? And then he didn't wait for Jesus to answer. He walked out. How many people do that? Here is, you know, Jesus wants to reveal himself. He wants to reveal the truth. He wants us to know the truth. And so many people, they just don't take the time to listen. They're not interested in hearing the truth. Pilate says, what is truth? He didn't wait for the answer. And he went out. Again, he went out through that gate that we showed you in the picture. And he went outside the gate, outside uh, the city wall there to where the, the religious leaders are gathered. And he said to them, I find no fault in him at all. He's innocent. And this is the first of several declarations of innocence issued by Pilate as we see moving through passage. Jesus was not a threat to Rome. He was not deserving of death. So Pilate says, I find no fault in him at all. He's innocent. He was spotless. He was without sin. The perfect sacrifice for us. He gave himself for us as a sacrifice for our sins. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest. 
that's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. Thanks for joining Pastor Dan as he continues his verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the Gospel of John. If you'd like a copy of the message you just heard, you can find it on our website, calvaryec.com. We also encourage you to subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast on iTunes. That way, you'll never miss an edition of this program. We'd love to hear from you here at Ring of Truth. Give us a call at 410-491-4592 or email us through our website, calvaryec.com. Let us know how you've been impacted by the ministry of Ring of Truth or how we can pray for you. If God's doing something wonderful in your life, we'd love to rejoice with you. That number again to reach us is 410-491-4592. Do you live in the Baltimore, Washington area? If so, you're invited to join us here at Calvary Chapel this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. Find out more at our website. Again, that's calvaryec.com. With that, we've come to the end of our program for today. Join Pastor Dan next time to continue studying God's Word, right here on Ring of Truth.